Hello everybody and welcome back to Letterbox Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing part two of Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. Should I read the blurb again? Why not? Let's just re-familiarise ourselves. Alright. Guess what I was doing right before I answered. I don't know. What could you possibly be doing? I was listening to the Prince of Egypt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep this in. As you should, Queen. All right, here you go. Should am I doing normal pace or am I doing my natural pace? <laughs> you can do natural pace. Okay. The first year is when some of us lose our lives. The second year is when the rest of us lose our humanity. Zayden rise, and everyone expected Violet Sorengale to die during her first year at Basquiat, the World College Violet included. But threshing was only the first impossible test meant to weed out the weak will, the unworthy, and the unlucky. Now the real training begins, and Violet's already wondering how she'll get through. It's not just that it's grueling and maliciously brutal, or even those designed to stretch the writer's capacity for pain beyond endurance. It's a new vice commandant who's met his personal mission to teach Violet exactly how powerless she is unless she betrays the man she loves. <gasps> Although Violet's body might be weaker and frailer than everyone else's, she still has her wits and will of iron, and leadership is forgetting the most important lesson Basquiat has taught the dragon riders make their own rules but a ter- determination to survive won't be enough this year because Violet knows a real secret hidden for centuries at Basquiat World College and nothing not even dragon fire may be enough to save them in the end I love that it just <laughs> gasps <and> gets me <laughs> I didn't need too many that time no if you know you know if you yeah. don't know Kenzie wishes she could speak at that pace for her entire life all the time and that is the pace at which I read so wow. <laughs> no wonder I miss things <laughs> it's not skimming you're just genuinely missing stuff because your reading pace is hard to keep up yes wow already thoughts feelings and emotions Kenzie go um no you first actually no, no I'll go you first um, <laughs> I, I'm sick of being okay. the first as we know, I enjoyed this book. This is a great book. Um, I am screaming, crying, throwing up. Although it was very hyped to have like the biggest cliffhanger ending, like a big cliffhanger. And I am just, it's on the same trajectory, I guess, of cliffhanger that the first book was. So I'm not shocked because I knew there was going to be something. I'm just now annoyed that I have to wait. For sure. Do we but know yeah. if when a third book is coming or is this unknown knowledge? She hasn't begun writing it yet. Fun. We're going to George R. <laughs> so... R. Martin this bitch. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding. Lovely. Um, my thoughts, feelings and emotions. When did you finish it? Actually, also, because I finished it two days after it came out. Okay. <laughs> I finished it ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, Sheldy! I don't. I genuinely don't know what to say. I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm bamboozled, bro. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Part two had a lot going on. <laughs> to be fair, so much political intrigue, lots of moral qualms. I loved the integration between the Griffin Drifts and the Dragon Riders squads and all that stuff. All these team bonding exercises. I suppose since finishing it, like in the moment, there's no sense of urgency for like the Venom to be attacking. It's just all very sporadic. Mm. But then we learn that they're just like waiting for an opportunity to essentially like take Violet or whatever. The urgency pacing just seemed a little off and weird. Because again, like there'd be weeks or they're living out the rest of the year because they're still going through like a like the yearly schedule and all that shit. Dragons doing dragon well, shit. It, it was that they were waiting for wards to weaken enough for, for them sure. To... Yeah, for sure. For also, sure. I'm not naked. I'm just hot. So I have like... That's okay. A, a crop top on. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even down here. It looks like I'm naked. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to question it. You, you, you dress how comfortable you want to dress, Kenzie. Cool. As, as I said, because I finished like 10 minutes ago, like, 
I just don't know what to say, genuinely. I was bamboozled, okay. Okay. surprised, fucking Jack Barlow. <laughs> Remember last week? No, we were like, like they're enemies to lovers. <laughs> Truth is, he never changed. Uh, Violet is still incredibly badass and awesome in everything that she does. I liked, I, I liked Serena as part of the Griffin squad and like obviously cat a bit indifferent or oh, we don't like her because she's mean to violet for reasons oh uh, i'm indifferent i like i didn't like that it was the jealousy between a man type mm. of thing like yeah. i feel like in this day and age in in the era of barbie we did not need that <laughs> yeah could she had not just have been jealous of her power sure or even just jealous of the threat potential threat of this throne crown situation yeah. and i i did enjoy i think serena speak out about that and be like he's just a man and it gave me he's just ken vibes. yeah and like it was years ago he's literally <laughs> just a guy yeah, anyway, yeah no, i ultimately enjoyed it yeah but i feel bamboozled i don't know what to say i don't know what to think the cliffhanger at the end with zayden and old mate jack is just <gasps> what the fuck is going on well, let's talk about part two. Now, I'm not going to say it out loud. Say it out loud, the place, just go for the, it. No, no, I'm going to ask you a question. The place where they are, that is spelled A-R-E-T-I-A. Don't do this to me. <laughs> how do you pronounce that? Artia? Would you like to know how the audiobook... The audiobook is automatically wrong. Um, Arisha. Arisha. See, I'm out here saying Aratia. <laughs> or Artia. <laughs> or Artia, yeah. Anyway, okay, so they're in Arisha. They, yeah, they've taken the people back to Arisha who wanted to leave, um, Basgaeth, and they're like, we're going to run out of supplies, essentially, or like, we need to make weapons and we need this luminary. I don't even know what a luminary is, so the whole time I was really confused. <laughs> it was all explained in part one, Kenzie. What the fuck are you I know, doing? I know, I know. <laughs> also, the forge. It took me a very long time to realise that the forge was to forge weapons. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 he survived. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes it just when it comes to books, it's just about like the dialogue and the action. Like you don't care about the yeah. intricate details. Of yeah, things. exactly. And so then they're like, we need to go to where that other dude is. Tyrion, not Tyrandal. Um, I don't know the place, but it it's Counts Tycarus or something or Tecarus, Tecarus, Tecarus. Yeah. And so Violet's like, Lel, I'm a go. Because basically, Zayden is scared because Tekris is like a collector of mm. artifacts and mm-hmm. wielders, magic wielders. And people. He is the equivalent of Horace Slughorn from Harry Potter. Is this just not Harry Potter rewritten? Yeah, look, there's a few things that are just Harry Potter rewritten. But re- resembling. We don't need to talk about it, all right? It's fine. <laughs> oh, wait, do you have any qualms? <laughs> do you have any qualms, Kenzie? Um, no. No? This is a perfect book for you. Perfect part two. Perfect part two. Wonderful. So yeah, I thought the whole meeting with Tikaris was going to be like a real big catalyst point, but then that didn't really last too long. Yeah. I thought that was going to be yeah a big chunk of it, but it wasn't. Yeah. I thought it was also just going to stir up animosity between the Griffin riders, the dragon riders, yeah. and as well as just Zayden's yeah. interpersonal relationships, because yeah. he's obviously comfortable and- there and been there before, and Violet obviously doesn't know. Yeah, and Tecarus is all like, I'll give you the luminary if you come and, like, I just want to see your powers, Violet. Like, I just want to see what you can do. Yeah, that sounds um, like a fair deal. <laughs> yeah, unbeknownst to them, he has a little venom trapped and he puts it in a nice little little arena and he's like, Violet, do your thing. And so she has to kill a freaking venom, um, which is fine. And then also Breton and Mira go with her. 
um, which is cute, like sibling, like sibling team bonding. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, team Sorengale, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we officially meet Catriona. <laughs> well, we did meet her in parts one, technically, but okay. Yeah, but like this is like more of like as a royal life or noble yeah. life. Yeah, the yeah. nobility of it all. Um, and she has the power to amplify your emotions. She's pretty cool. Um, pretty okay. Yeah, but like you have to. She can't just make false emotions. You have to have. You have to have the emotions to begin with. So she yeah, makes Violet a little bit crazy and jealous. <laughs> and jealous. Honestly, were you surprised that T. Chris had a venom? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like it's just a chest. Like, why would you just have a chest as a target? Next minute. Oh, as soon as like there was a chest, I was like, oh, well, there's gonna be something in it. But but interesting how yeah, it's Zayden's father's, and then there's a, oh, it's it's obviously used to trap Venon. So what was Zayden's father doing prior to the rebellion life? You know, well, that's why they had the rebellion because they knew about the Venon. <laughs> so why it was would probably you? I know, purpose but like... built. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I'm done. I'm sorry. I just finished part two. Like I don't know what to think anymore. You know, I've got the brain mush. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, but... oh, also, and then Tericus, Tecarus, Tecarus is like, well, if you're, you know, starting this commune in Arisha, then you can take the Griffin Riders. They have to learn how to um, be a team, so they all bond have to go on this journey together. <laughs> the long march to Arisha because the Griffins can't fly at the same altitude that the dragons can. I know. So Griffins are inherently inferior to dragons, which I like that. There has to be, I feel like, a superior species. Mm-hmm. Like, like just a circle balance of life. There's always a top dog and there's always a weak dog. And unfortunately for the Griffins, <laughs> they are the weaklings. <laughs> but I suppose then, you know, they know all the rune stuff. So that balances everything out as well. Yeah. Cause, and they can all, yeah, channel through runes. They don't have, like, signets. Lesser magics. How did you feel about the team bonding aspects of this? Because it seemed very much like the first book in... Though it's not the actual trials of becoming a writer, it was, like, a tr- yeah, the trials of becoming a unified front. And it's very, very reminiscent of, yeah, like, the gauntlet-esque... Activities yeah, I stuff. do also feel like it did take up a bit too much time um, because I was like, come on, guys, you got to hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where, well, like, where's the urgency to any of this? Yeah, and then, yeah, I don't know, it was just, um, it felt unnecessary because they're coming to be a part of your new peoples anyway. So what's the point of, like, putting them through this? I understand, like, geographically they had to go through it, but why did it have to be, like, a plot point? Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> uh-huh. Think of, like, Tikaris. He's like, these are just cadets. Like, I don't need mm. these guys. Yeah. Like, he sees them as uh, indispensable. Indispensable? Expendable? Mm-hmm. Whatever the word is. And he was willing to give them up so easily. But I suppose they're trying to make the, the home base in... What's the place? Arisha. Arisha. And I suppose, in turn, if once Arisha is defended or strongholded, then... It could then be replicated throughout. Too much team bonding, I think, for me as well. Because I was just going to say, if I read it throughout, it would get to a point where it would be a bit boring. Though there are two, part one and part two are quite different in terms of tone and pace and everything. But there was still that chunk of all that teamwork, the hiking, the wyvern attack, like the battling and learning and schooling with each other, with both groups, it did seem like a bit of a drag. I think the only thing it really achieved was that Sloane has respect for Violet now. <laughs> yeah, and that Cat 
now has some semi-respect for Violet as well. And that, yeah, they can work in a cohesive team. Like, the strongest drifter group can merge with the with the fourth wing group and they become the ultimate iron squad. Yeah, exactly. But that's fine. Um, I want to talk about Zayden. Not the end Zayden, but the middle Zayden. Okay. <laughs> with all these secrets, still? Yes, because I think I asked you. Yeah, I was like, do you think, like, this means or whatever. So, what do you think of him being essentially king of Tyrandor? Oh yeah, you were saying, do you know, you asked me, do you know Zayden's official title? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had the sense he was nobility of sorts because of the excerpts, like House Riorson. Like, no one has a house yeah. that's a huge fucking noun like that, unless you yeah. are, like, of noble essence. Yeah. So he's a duke of Arisha. Um, I liked that, first I was obviously bamboozled. But because obviously he had, a, <laughs> obviously he plays a bigger role just because mm. he is the leader of the rebellion children. A leader of the yeah, essentially. And there had to be more to it. It couldn't just be a random stray kid caught up in all this. Like and they're to, all yeah, staying in the house rioting. Yeah, so he had to be of of significant influence, um, or at least his family name has. Um, he's very involved. I liked that the whole royalty aspect wasn't overshadowing anything it was like yeah i'm the technically the duke and i'm technically in line to be king or am king but like that doesn't matter because what i worry about is this rebellion and saving all these people regardless so i like that that wasn't the forefront except obviously cat's character was making it the forefront because of her squabble with violet being like i'm doing this because i want to be event eventually queen and all that shit and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and it's like leave it alone i don't care bamboozled but not surprised. Uh-huh. As soon as Kat said to Violet, I think they must have been on the mat beating each other up. She's like, thrown, and then something about being engaged, and then that's when it's like, oh yeah, obviously there's something more towards Zayden. Yeah. Or the crown or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Sorry, what was your other question? That was just at the title. Uh, what did you think of him being? Because I think this is going to play a very important role. Because obviously he's king of Tyrandor. And then we have like Duke Tecarus or whatever his ne- whatever his title is. Uh, Count Viscount. Viscount. And then I'm sure that there'll be like something of Navarre. And then oh gosh, I don't know somewhere else. And I think that yeah, there's going to be alliances and things. Th- th- there's going to be more political diplomacy mm-hmm. and stuff. And then especially play, with the assembly as well, because they can ch- choose what they want to do. But essentially, Zayden's the one that has to green light yeah assembly the assembly is just formalities i guess like there needs there needs to be i suppose they're very much an advisory role um despite this assembly doing fuck all in any of the battles bar brennan and zayden they're they're just the figureheads of the rebellion without actually doing any of the dirty work Mm. i think it it'll lead it when the series is eventually over i think characters like rhiannon they're gonna have like a noble-esque title once yeah. rewarded for her the bravery and... and and bravery etc and like and characters like riddick and maybe sawyer if they get his leg sorted out you know oh yeah his poor leg and i was like um <laughs> i would like as we're so we've done the varish as umbridge we've done yep. the now horace slughorn <laughs> from harry potter <laughs> yeah. and is this not peter malark losing his leg in the first hunger games <laughs> sure and is nolan not not mad eye moody in a way or is that someone else or is it could be a different connection who knows yeah like kind of undercover not undercover like yeah. double cross yeah 
asshole. Never yeah. forgive him. Obviously, moving forward, there's going to be political alliances in that respect in regards to Zayden's nobility-esque nature. I think he said that there's a guy named Lou Wellen yeah. or whoever. Like he he's ruling in his stead and he's doing a fine job about it. Who knows? Maybe uh, Arik's father and stuff. They're going to have more of an influence in the coming books mm. because of being royalty and you know they need to fight as a whole continent now essentially. All right. Now that I think about it, I think I only have one qualm. Oh yes, and what is it? We started off the series. Basgiath is Basgaya. the home base. Basgaiath. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I, I always, I don't know, in the moment I always forget how to pronounce it, so I'm always going to potentially say well, it's it fine, because I'm just audiobooks, so I just hear the way that they pronounce it. But... It's the stronghold in the first book, uh-huh. very significant place, blah blah blah. Still a significant stronghold in the f- part one of this book. Yes. And then we leave for a little while in part two, and then now with the wards being restored... We're now back to that essentially becoming a stronghold again. It's like, I feel like we there's an opportunity to explore, I suppose, perhaps other areas. But I suppose ultimately the goal is to protect the Vale. And if the Vale is in Navarre and at Basgaith, then we are, you know, this is probably where the, obviously the main story is going to remain. Yes. And I don't know. In the moment, I was like, well, we're just bouncing back and forth. It's like, can we pick or at least move on elsewhere? All right. But, I could spend it. I don't know. That's just Yeah, me. a lot of time talking about this book. However... I know we have a time limit and also a lot happens, but also a lot doesn't happen. So let's talk about fixing the wards. Okay. That was an integral plot point. Yes. The first translation when they're like, oh, we need like the blood of the six and one or whatever. The six powerful riders. Yeah. yeah. And one. It was six and one. Obviously they thought that it was like the, fir- the, the riders and then it was meant to be in an iron rain. Also, quickly, how do they determine who are the six powerful writers? I know. Because surely something like that is subjective. Yeah, and surely it was... Oh, because I think they went to, like, Tan and Segale. Maybe. And they would have said, it's these... But anyway, whatever. And then, blah, 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 ends up being the correct translation is in Iron Flame. So they realise it's Dragon Breath. And then Andana comes into play Mm -hmm. way afterwards. And turns out she is a seventh breed of dragon. Yep. Rare. And she said she's been waiting, what, 650 years? A long-ass fucking yeah, time. Yeah, until she hatched because she heard her elders talk about Violet on her 18th, in her 18th year about this weak one, but who was going to be powerful. So, And she's like, I want that one. That is the ultimate, like, the puppy chooses you, and that is so epic. Yes. <laughs> so let's skip some things, and let's talk about, because Violet has two signets, because she has two dragons, and Rebecca Yaros has confirmed that... Violet's signet has already manif- Violet's second signet has already manifested. Her first being the lightning wield- wielding, second one somewhat unknown, um, but it has already started manifesting. Claire, I have seen. Oh, no, don't ask me this question. A lot of TikToks. <laughs> okay. And then yeah, also yeah. just from reading, I was like, I think it's going down this path. However, I'd like to ask you, what do you think? I have no, I have no clue, bro. I'm dumb. Okay. I don't know. Does it have something to do with like? She's training with Felix with the conduit item, and it's like she she pulls energy strands, right? Mm-hmm. Could that be it? No, part of it essentially. No, because that's right, part of lightning. Then I don't. Okay, but like we don't we don't actually know that though. <laughs> okay, would you like some theories? I would love some theories. All right, so the first one, not the first one, but like one of the ones, is that Violet because Andana essentially like she hid in the shadows and then she also like camouflaged yeah, she, and she camouflaged into the cliffside or whatever and now she's changing her appearance people think it's like a chameleon thing so they think that violet Ooh. can like take on 
other people's signets or okay. like or like amplify them because Rhiannon couldn't move things through walls until and then because Andana says I will be where you need me so it's about need so Rhiannon couldn't bring things through walls until Violet needed her to be able to do that Ooh, yeah I like that yeah and then there's a few other examples with like Riddick and Soy or whatever but I fucking forget what their things are um oh and then the knife the rune she needed it to unlock, so it unlocked. Yeah, Zayden said something mm-hmm. about that as well, mm-hmm. because the rune itself is when she needed it, which is pretty vague yeah. of a description yeah. to have for imbuing a rune. Yes. I think this theory is bonk. Oh, yeah, no? Yeah, I don't think this is the oh. right theory. I think Violet's just really okay. powerful, and I just think that her friends are maturing in their own powers and like becoming really powerful. Yeah, otherwise what's the point if they're all lagging behind? Yeah, because I think like, the significance of them being the Iron Squad and being like the only, what, four or five out of their year to get the core through. Four. Yeah, the core four. All right, yeah. here's some other things that make sense. The internet thinks, and I agree with this, <laughs> that Violet has some sort of, like, can communicate with the dead situation or, like, bring, oh, yeah, them, yeah, I feel yeah, that. Or bring them forth because of Liam. And it hasn't happened again in the second part, which is, like, why? Exactly. And because, and she was saying as well, like, he does, like, I think Liam said, I'm not a hallucination or whatever, and Liam touched Mm. her. But I think, okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) You've been sitting on this for a long time. (laughs) Why do you think they burn people's property when they die? I think I said it last episode, but I don't remember. Um, I think it's just to, I don't know, perhaps just remove them from existence okay perhaps. cool so i think that secrets die with the people who keep them that's right that's the exactly. theme of the last part exactly. so and i feel like a lot of violet's dad for example had a lot of secrets and like probably fen ryerson had a lot of like people who knew like what's going on in the venom the big boys yeah. so <laughs> who are two dead characters that violet still has property of Liam. Liam, yeah, because she has his letters. And her father, and her father. because of the books. Yes. So people okay. and the internet and me think... I feel like I'm in school right now. <laughs> believe that for Violet's signet to work, she has to have property of the person who died. But technically she gave the letters to Sloane. But she has now, 50. By this point. Sloane hasn't gotten all of them yet. Sloane is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like their belongings are still in this plan of existence. Sure. <laughs> I can, get, I can yeah, rally so behind that. So people think that because of the ending, that she's going to, like, bring her father back somehow or, like, talk to him. Mm-hmm. And he's going to offer some wise words and he's going to be the ultimate hero. Yes. Okay. Do we want do you want some more theories? Yeah, go on. I love this. There was a really, really unhinged one, which I don't think it <laughs> is true. But anyway, so it's that because of the time dilation thing that Violet has done this all before. It's ended. Time dilation? Or like, like, Andana can control time. Right, Not that okay, she she says yeah. that she can't anymore, but anyway, so people think that this has all happened before and that it's ended oh. in that Violet can't save who she wants to save. So she's like, Ooh. "You got to send me back." That is very unhinged. Yeah, and do it all again, and that's why like Tan says, "I know exactly who and what you are." Zayden says, "You've been mine long before you could even know. You'll be the death of me." Um. <laughs> Blah, you'll die for love. You'll die for blah, 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 blah. I think that's unhinged. Sounds fucking plausible yeah. to me. <laughs> and given like a seventh species dragon, like that's that's an air of unpredictability in itself. Interesting. Are there any more? Do you have any thoughts? Okay. So in that correspondence, Violet's mother to Nolan, where she's, he's like, I've looked for a cure 
everywhere blah 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 there is no cure only power or whatever so it was from i think it, she wasn't general she was lieutenant so it's in the past so now back to 10 i know exactly who and what you are violet sorengale so the illness that violet's mum had when she was pregnant with violet so people either think that she became venom to save violet and then was looking for a cure or her dad became venom and mm-hmm. violet is half venom okay. which i think is true because why else would a random general venom want specifically her? exactly and then i think that leads into she is a new species and so is andana and so Ooh. that's why andana was waiting and chose her because she's like you are like me like if you think about as well in terms of just like the compliment of or the about compliment maybe of power like you know being able to wield from the sky and the ground exactly interesting uh, another theory Violet's dad is the sage. Oh yeah. yeah. As as we are discussing that it, that thought is crossing my mind currently or I think in a way no that can't be possible. Never mind. Yep. I, I'll go with that one. What were you going to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say uh Zayden's dad, but he got executed. He got Oh yeah, and Zayden saw that, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. but unless someone did a switcheroo that we don't okay. know about. Maybe don't know. There's still time. All right, let's talk about the cliffhanger, if you will. Okay. All right. Would you like to ex- tell everyone what happens if they have not read the book? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can do it because you're better at it. Okay, so Zayden becomes Venom. Essentially. He made a deal of sorts. And I had to read this passage like 17 times because I was very confused about what was happening. But as soon as he like refused to look Violet in the eye, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no. Okay, some theories surrounding this. <laughs> Violet's dreams... Remember how I was like, keep an eye. So, yeah, yeah. And it was like, you'll turn for love. Like, you'll switch sides yep, yep, for love. I'm... That was such a big theme. Okay. So, obviously, this can be directed at Violet as well because, like, to save Zayden, like, she'll probably go Venom as well. But, yeah, because she can't mm-hmm. kill him because mm-hmm. it'll kill her. Mm-hmm. But also, Violet is someone who loves fiercely and openly. And, she's like, she loves her brother, she loves her sister, she loves her mother. She loves Aiden. She loves she loves everyone. Okay, it's fine. So people think that because of Zayden's intrinsic nature, and there was a couple of scenes where Violet seemed to be like watching from his perspective, or mm-hmm. like he she answered his thoughts out loud. Um, so people think that maybe because they were sleeping next to each other, that these were his nightmares that he was projecting onto Violet. Yeah, and yep. it's yeah, actually, the, I got that yeah, sense. the sage talking to Zayden saying you'll switch. Ah! Keeping that in. <laughs> that was an ominous... Screaming for no <laughs> there reason. There was a sound. Anyway, yeah, so people say that, that was his nightmares projecting onto Violet. You'll switch sides for love. Because I think in Fourth Wing, yeah, Zayden, like, says he hasn't loved anyone. Or, like, at the end, and when he's, he's next to Violet's bedside, he's like, I didn't fight for you. Like, I haven't sat here for three days or whatever, and for you to die and me to not tell you I love you or whatever. So he's very reserved in his love. So... I got that because his whole last chapter with his interaction with the sage and all that, it just seemed very familiar and reminiscent of Violet's dreams. So I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Or maybe is that part of a, of, of a, her other sig- signet in, that is connecting with nightmares and dreams? Exactly, and that's like what having, people think. Inevitably, inevitably having adverse effects in real yeah. life. Like, not that, not that it's a premonition of sorts. But she could have that sort of... But I suppose signets can be very vague. Like, with Zayden and his... He can sense intentions of people. Yeah. Like, intention as a word can be... It's... Yeah, it's not pigeonholed. Yeah. So, like, maybe... Yeah, the dreaming thing can be something... Obviously something to do with Violet's second signet. Yeah. 
For sure. And so, because I feel like Zayden is a person that he's very willing to die for the cause. Mm-hmm. And I think that because he knows that... If, well, he won't now. Yeah, but I know that he knows that if he was to if he were to die, then that would make, like, Sigeo die and then Tan and then obviously Violet. So I think that whole you'll turn for love is that he's like, I can't because he could have chosen to just be killed. But he was like, instead, to keep everyone alive, I yeah, got to turn. he has to turn. Yeah. And then he's in the, like, the bottom of Basquiat yeah. or whatever and he's... In like a, I suppose I would say like the torture chamber areas. I think where we run him back into Jack and he's like, I need the cure or I need a cure or something. Yeah, Jack's like, there is no cure. There's only power. And it's like, well, I guess we're brothers yeah. now or something. Yeah. That was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Here we are thinking he turn he had a turnaround, but no, he was just biding his time. Yeah. And then also that's why um, the internet believes that he saved Violet's life because he was venom and he knows that the sage wants her. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And for reasons we are yet to truly understand. Because if you if you just wanted a powerful wielder, he would just go after perhaps her mother or which is Dane why, or someone yeah, else. I think this, it's his dad. It's her dad, sorry. And I think because she's half a venom, that there's going to be like extra things to do with her power. Yeah, and then that can, in like future years or even hundreds of years, once handling that sort of magic and channeling can be refined to like another just magical art, yeah. and then there'll be there'll be peace amongst. But it's just about yeah, trying to c- f- control that power in a way and not not be greedy about it. No, I like that. I, I don't know. I just find it sad that Violet's mother th- had thought Brennan has been dead this entire time, and now when, as she made her noble sacrifice into charging up the wardstone she's like i'm gonna see him again and i'm like i even in death like i don't want her to have that another heartbreak where like oh he whatever their version of afterlife or whatever version she believes mm. like she is hell-bent on seeing him and if he's not gonna be mm-hmm. there that just breaks my heart again okay you know? new theory as well that i saw <laughs> all right we're, we're adding on to so this. another theory is that so there's lots of reference of rhiannon and how she resembles Dune, the goddess of war or whatever, and then... Oh, do we not bring gods into this, please? I know. And then also because apparently we spend a lot of time around her family and no one else's family that we think that their family is going to play a big part in it and that they have somehow connected to the gods. So maybe when Violet's mum was sick, the another theory is that she made a deal with the gods and then that saved mm-hmm. Violet. And then when she says, I'll see him again, it's not her, it's not their father that she's referring to it's Malik. i mean him was the h was capitalized yeah and then that's also if it was just about if it was just about her dead husband yeah. and then it that's have also another reason as to why the venom would want violet because you're a god you and you have these two really powerful signets damn i don't know what to say <laughs> i'm shocked but i like these <laughs> theories though i like it so toying off of that and how it could affect andana as well being a seventh species seeming seemingly out of nowhere could that also in itself be like a dragon god divine intervention of sorts mm-hmm. oh she is a she is a young hatchling god dragon yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of food for thought um when Zayden asks violet if she trusts him and she says with my life <laughs> okay okay <laughs> this is me now um now that he's venom <laughs> like uh, that holds a lot more power like does would she still trust him 
with her life because until she finds out she will but then also that could have been a foreshadowing of him becoming venom because do you trust me yes with my life and to save her life he became venom for sure yeah (laughs) Yeah, for sure but now he can pull a double entendre he's like on the inside now with the venom crew Mm. and like he could obviously get information and he could just mind psychic that to violet if needed be but then we have to get to the point of him telling her and we know he doesn't like to tell her anything all right, here's my thing. Let's just talk about Zayden Violet relationship in general. Mm-hmm. First part of the book, they're fighting because Zayden's been keeping rebellion secrets mm-hmm. and Violet hated that. Fair enough. She's out of the loop. She doesn't want to be out of the loop. Fair as day. Second part, it's all about you just have to ask me these questions of what you th- of what you want to know and then I'll answer. I just think like it's very I know it's more about the per- his personal life and past as opposed to Well, the- and then it was about her mother giving him the scars and then yeah making the deal to keep violet safe or whatever yeah for sure but i just feel like it seemed very contradictory or i don't know it just didn't seem the continuity of it just didn't seem great mm. because it's like you're keeping secrets from me i hate mm. you and then it's like in the second part you, all you have to do is ask yeah and yeah i don't know yeah the, just the continuity aspect of that really annoyed me because yeah i had to skim a lot of their big conversations just because i'm like you're fighting. You were fighting because you had secrets, and now you're and just saying, you're telling her to just ask him anything she yeah. wants, and he can answer. But it's like, bro, that's not the point. Oh, and then also when she asked him, "What's your second signet?" Oh and yeah, he was like, oh, what? "What's a signet?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting. The like, just the the general law l o r e of <laughs> of how dragons technically aren't necessary or they're not necessarily allowed to bond with direct descendants mm. because it either brings a second signet and it brings madness and now it's interesting that not due to that specific dragon l law l-o-r-e that now we have violet gonna be potentially having a second signet because andana is bonded to her as a separate second separate dragon species like it's gonna be interesting to see how everything now plays out because yeah. it changes everything oh for sure and obviously this is a big bad boy secret that the dragons are keeping from the humans. Uh, but as we say, they, they do not bow to the humans. They can yeah. do whatever the fuck they want. And one, and one of the excerpts in the beginning of the chapter is like, the dragons were yeah. here first. Their words are law. L-A-W. <laughs> I know, it's hard being Australian, isn't it? <laughs> law, law, horn and horn. What's going on? <laughs> do you have any favourite moments from this my house, my chair, my woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not like, not necessarily the sauciness and the spiciness of it. It was the declaration. Because he's like, don't, like, don't give a shit what she says. Like, wait. When they were, she was on the throne and he, like, ate her out and whatever the hell they did. Um, he was like, or she reached into his mind and she was able to read. Yes, this is where that theory, this is the theory of him projecting his thoughts onto her come from because yeah there was like a couple of moments especially that one where she could see what he was thinking and then she responded out loud and he's like wait what yeah but like could that have yeah be a part of the vaguety of his intention maybe that's it could just be a part of that because you know he's able to do or say or be able to manipulate the intention or figure out what the intention is and then you know figure out how to make them on side and maybe that has something to do with that as well i don't know yeah, well, my favorite moment when they when Andana killed. Oh Sol, yes, that was yes. epic. 
Tan was all like, like that's gonna leave a mark as a young adolescent yeah. dragon. Like dragons don't other really dragons. kill other dragons willy nilly, and so it's gonna be like a burden for her to bear. And I wonder how that's gonna. But I think her. maybe because she's that special type of dragon. Yeah, she's like, fuck it, I'm a god. It's like, it's like, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. it, I'm a god. <laughs> I love that. Put put that on a t-shirt <laughs> yes. with Anna's face. <laughs> And obviously the other dragons have to had a had a little council meeting about that and was like it was justified. But I'm glad that we're fully now kind of removed from Varish and Solus and like his influence. Even though he was a real asshole in the first half of the book, it seems his influence and what he did seemingly had no yeah. weight anymore. It was almost like yeah. what's the point? I also really enjoyed, sorry, Felix teaching Violet how to Oh, I loved yeah, just yeah. Lightning. He's just um, like hard ass kind of demeanor about it as well. But he's also right in a sense, yeah. Because obviously, Carr just wanted to witness Power. the yeah quali- quant- quantity yeah. over quality aspect, and Felix really wanted her to hone in and be like, "You need to be able to control this yeah. to a fucking T." Yeah, it's like you need to be able to aim. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. Just throughout the whole book, she's like, "I just can't yeah. fucking aim," and it's like, "Yes, we love." A protagonist who has something yes. to develop and to strive. Because when you do aim, it'll be worth it. Yeah, it'll be worth it. It'll, it there'll probably be a, a greater significant moment where she will just, yeah, she'll just wield it and then it'll just impact on whatever target yeah. she needs. All right, I want to talk about as well when Violet's mother says to her, you are greater than we ever expected you to be or something like that. Or like, you're, you're so much more than we dreamed of. <sighs> okay. <laughs> What does it mean? Does it mean? What does it mean? Unless there is a secret bonded rider and dragon out there who seems to have obviously divine connections. How like because Violet, she sounds mm. like a prophecy yeah. of sorts. Like yeah, because the dragon elders spoke of her. Yeah, so like this. So there has to be it has to lead to the you know the epic chosen one prophecy which we love to see in mm. our main characters uh yes this has to this is heading down that prophetic road where she is obviously the one that's going to save the day and become the most powerful and all this is just you know to amplify yeah. and heighten her and d- help develop her and I'm, i don't know what this means for her mother. even in the first know. book <laughs> like sorry rhiannon says oh sorry the first book rhiannon says to violet that like, Zayden's not the most powerful writer she is. So. But I hate that it's turning into this thing where everybody mm. knows her potential yes. but herself. You have to see like, I hate that. It's like you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. <laughs> but I suppose. But then she should have, like, an opposite effect because everyone has been telling her how weak she is and she's trying to prove them wrong. But yeah, what a noble sacrifice her mother made. I was a bit. Because I was reading pretty quickly because I had to get this done. I was really confused what was happening with her mother and Sloane being like, you know, uh, Lilith was being very soothing and it's like, it's okay, you know, you just got to do this and blah, blah, blah. And in saying that she managed to use all her power and even well, I think her that, dragon's power. Well, I think power. Violet wanted Sloane to drain her mother so that she would stop doing what she was doing, yeah. She didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, because she realised yeah. yeah, what she's trying to do. But then it just means that, like, so long as you have a... A wielder that has a siphon signet, like you don't need the dragon breath of six or seven dragons to yeah. charge a wardstone anymore. So, interesting developments. What we know now is all different and perhaps false. We'll see where it goes, I guess. It was lovely to have like a family reunion 
with um Brennan, Myra, Violet, as well as her mother, because her mother's like, and and Brennan pulled a sort of rank. It sucks that they didn't have that time to not reconnect, but they didn't never had a conversation. Well, we don't know if they've had a conversation when they were at Basquiat yeah. and amongst all the war and everything. Because otherwise, then it seems like yeah, her mother's just gonna well, die. I think her mother or has died. Realized that potential regrets. You no, know, Brennan did it. He, had, he did what he did to save. For sure. I still think they're going to pull, like, a Violet's going to have to kill Brennan at some point. I don't know. Even though he seems like a good kind of leader There's at this some point, theories that he sucks. I still think something. Oh, really? Yeah. Do tell. Oh, not, like, I've just seen, like, why is oh. Brennan giving off? Like, super easygoing and very, like... Yeah, why is he giving off a sus vibes? <laughs> Like maybe because it's the middle of war. Maybe he just strives for greater leadership power in the future as well. Perhaps like again, like a nobility title of sorts. Once everything is all settled, and if anything gets settled, yeah. and back to a world working society. Alright, I've done a lot of talking. Do you have anything to add to this? <laughs> Being or both parts are equivalent to three hundred and odd pages. Like a lot goes on. Not a lot goes on. A lot goes on in the last hundred pages, pages of usual. course. Ooh, I didn't appreciate that ever since part two, it's just the Venom would just switch to be called Dark Wielders mm. as if any of anyone else ever knew what that actually yeah. meant. And, and then everyone just started saying it willy-nilly. It's like, just say they're Venom. Yeah. What's going on? Unless Dark Wielders are like the lower hierarchy of the Venom or something. I don't know. Um, I also enjoyed that we learnt a bit more of the Griffin Riders lore, L-O-R-E, and the similarities between their, I suppose, chosen phases and their equivalent of a threshing phase. Like, it's very interesting to learn those little oh, bits and, and pieces. Oh, and how um, they jump off a cliff and they're like, oh, what, do the ponies yep, yep. just fly up to the shore? And they're like, what are you talking about? We just <laughs> <Yeah>. swim. <laughs> yeah, we just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, they're, all their interactions in that sense, like, they're, they're all taken aback by each other's different processes because yeah. then it just leads to believe like basquiath is just stupid and just killing off their people yeah. when they could be used elsewhere because yeah. yeah i think someone said or the new friend that violet made she's like yeah well then you just choose another specialty yeah. like <laughs> that's all there is to it but i love that yeah you jump off a cliff and if like a griffin catches or if you land on a griffin like there you go yeah. <laughs> that's that's well your done. that's your pet now well done yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Oh, and that, um, oh, I forgot how to say it again. Artia, whatever. Arisha. Arisha has their own hatching ground yes. now. So that's obviously perhaps like a significant place that's going to probably need to be protected because it'll probably become their own. It is now their own veil of sorts. And so like that will definitely be a nice attraction for potential venom attacks in the future. So it'll be interesting to see how they defend that now because they're, again, bouncing back and forth between that place and Basquiath. And they their wards are still iffy at this point. They're not as strong as what they thought. How do we feel about, like, Melgreen or Melgren? General Melgren. Yeah, and, like, his being able to foresee the battles. Yeah, I know we hate him, but I don't know. It seems weird. It's a stupid thing to lie about, but I suppose well, he no, just Well, no, he wants can see the, ba- the um, outcome unless... There's what three re- marked rebellion kids there, and so now yeah, considering know, but... like most of their army is now marked rebellion kids, <laughs> he doesn't see anything. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna what I'm trying to say or think about because yeah. I'm just well confused. Yeah. Oh, is it only if the battle contains those people? 
Because, like, surely he could foresee skirmishes that don't have any of the Mark 1s involved. Yeah, but what skirmishes are they going to have now where they're not involved? But there are there, but there are other outpost raids that had no Mark 1s involved. It's all from, from like, Mira's company. But I suppose Melgren is never going to tell her, oh, this is going to happen while you're out here. But but it's just always convenient when it is obviously involving the Mark 1s that he can't see nothing. Oh. But then, he, yeah, he still essentially lied about that other place because it turns out they're trying to attack... Basquiat anyway. Do you have any do you have any Zayden theories? Zayden in ter- like Venon Zayden? Yes. I think he is definitely gonna have to serve as a double agent Did now. You it's gonna take a long time. Read Vampire Academy ever. I got up to the book where Dimitri got turned. Yeah, so people would think it's going to be yeah. one of those situations. Yeah, but I haven't read anything after that, so I don't the know like, what terrifying... he did. The most terrifying... Oh, Rose, like, just like the power of love. Of, of <laughs> course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, did he full and just go batshit crazy, yeah. or was he more of a double no, agent? No, no, he went, he went oh. bad, bad. Well, now he's going to be... Well, Zayden, in turn, is going to be addicted to power, so he's going to do what it takes so what has nolan been feeding jack then is it just like to suppress the urge for power maybe or maybe he's been letting jack feed off his power oh isn't that what i said last time last week something along the lines yeah, but i don't think you were as articulate and i was confused <laughs> no i was ne- no i was not articulate that's what i meant oh, though. okay i was confused We'll go back. I think, yeah, I think Nolan was used as a leech for yeah. Jack for whatever reason. Yeah. And now he's got to deal with fucking Zayden. So then why doesn't Nolan just tell people? <laughs> <sighs> fucking hell. Uh, so Zayden theory. Um, it's Again, it's obviously going to take a long time for him to tell Violet what's going on because he's the master of secrets. Well, she knows that he's um, been... I don't think yeah, she, she does, does though. <laughs> because of his eyes. She made a comment, but that's not necessarily... I think she knew. I feel like Maybe. I feel like we'd have more of an interaction of that confrontation, surely. I feel like she she's just gonna be like he looks like Jack. Well, she'll make a connection, obviously. But he she I think she knows that something happened on the battlefield because he was fighting the sage and obviously he's he wasn't necessarily fine in the moment because he was losing and then obviously he's alive. So obviously something is sus. But I don't think she actually oh, I'm gonna open my Kindle. Okay, I don't remember. Like I skimmed hard to get this done. <laughs> I know you love to be right. <laughs> You will die on this hill. Um, but obviously they don't know that Jack is still alive. No, he just killed his dragon out of being fucking crazy. No, then his dragon. He killed his dragon. He should have died, and now he's still alive again, because of probably Nolan. Um, I don't know what the fuck to think at this point. You know, Jack's in a fucking secret underground bunker. Jack is that cockroach that will just never die. Okay, wait. Maybe she doesn't know because she's sleeping next to him. There, there we, we go. go. Okay, now I'm scared. <laughs> okay, okay. So I was because I was confused. I was like, "What's the cliffhanger?" Okay, but that's the cliffhanger. Okay, <laughs> I was like, "This is a shit cliffhanger." Mark this day that Kenzie is actually wrong about something, <gasps> and now he's being very secretive and hiding, and he has to. Yeah, he's becoming a, a venom cockroach like Jack. I think he, in order to appease his new semi allegiance with the venom. I don't know, okay, hang on, hang on. Sorry, sorry. I think she's written it really badly. This is my qualm. My brow furrows. I just fought an entire women army, dark wielders, and raised wards, losing my mother in the process. Please do tell me what could possibly be scarier than that. You love me, he whispers. You know I do. I grab hold of his hand and my stomach twists when he turns towards me but lowers his eyes. What's out there that I should be scared of, Zayden? What did he tell you? What did you see? What could he know that has him this shaken? Slowly, he drags his gaze up my body and it feels like it takes years for him to just look at me. 
When he finally does, I gasp, my hand tightening on his in reflex. No, that single word is all I can think, feel, scream internally as I stare up at the man I'm hopelessly in love with. Me, he whispers, a faint, almost indistinguishable red ring emanating from his gold-flecked onyx irises. You should be scared of me. But then it's Zayden's chapter. Yeah, And yeah. he's all like, you should turn, blah, 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 blah. And then it goes, you cannot, Sergeo shrieks, I chose you, but Violet chose me too. I reach, my heart stammers and I gasp for air, jolting upright in bed. I check the back of my neck, but it's dry, no dripping sweat, no aching muscles, no exhaustion, just Violet sleeping beside me, her cheek resting on the pillow. Maybe he's just in the process. Maybe. And he's f- going to be fighting it. Or. Because Jack or, is not fully, fully. Vivid. Or. It's a dream. It's, it's a, dream. a dream. What a shit writing. <laughs> you wake up and it was all a dream. Yeah. All right. Insane. Um, so yeah, we don't know if she knows. I feel like in that moment, if she looked up at him and saw the red eyes and she saw Jack having similar red eyes, you'd make that connection straight yeah. away, surely. Yeah. But now now we're just making Violet seem dumb. But she also, maybe she doesn't realise because in Fourth Wing, she when they're, when she's challenging Jack, well, when Jack challenges her on the mat, she just makes a comment that like, yeah, his eyes are red ringed. But she, yeah, and then every other, I think, maybe description of Venom is just that they're, like, they have distended veins and, like, around their eyes. Yeah. It's, like, so yeah. maybe, yeah, this is in the process of. Yeah. yeah. And I guess if you, yeah, if you take more te- power or, to, like, channel more power, then, like, you do the full process. Because you've then made the, 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 the connection that he could have, yeah, that Jack could have been turning Venom mm. the... the entire time of four yeah because well. he wanted more power he was just hungry for power yeah for sure and easy to manipulate if you can promise that sort of power yeah. on a young yeah. kid all right you had some other connections that you had to hide from me last week have we already discussed yes, them or have. do you want to bring them up right no, now we have discussed oh we have yes. okay yes also however the most scary thing i have ever read is that zayden could be the sam Cortland of fourth wing <laughs> yes i know <laughs> but i don't think because there is plenty of time i think that yeah there's plenty of time because there's three more books however i think like the next book will be about like zayden and zayden struggling and he probably will turn completely and then violet will have to For find sure. a cure and that's how she'll have to contact her dad blah 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 i don't think that yaros would do that because i think too many people would be like this is sam Cortland all over again but i suppose all th- Authors who have never read each other's works could have the same idea. Yes, but I think there's enough comments out there that if even if she didn't know who Sam Cortland was, she'd look it up. But I'm also pretty sure that Sarah J put a quote in here, like, oh my god, I love this book, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. But here's the thing, now that she's going to be in the process of writing, she's going to have this sort of influence and backlash kind of in the back of her mind, and that's probably going to steer away from her original vision. So, like... Maybe, unless it's already been approved by her publishers and now you can't change it. For sure, but, like, if she hasn't written anything, like... But uh, surely you can't have an outline of a story. Sure, but, like, things chop and change all the time. So, yeah, I just hate how, yeah, if you're in the process of writing something and you're online scouting out or looking at feedback and all that stuff, Mm. I just don't like that potential influence because then people are either going to recognize it and be like oh yeah this is definitely a sam Cortland situation or it's um or she's obviously steered to another direction because everyone's been figuring mm. stuff out and all that maybe well now hopefully that we've spoken about it you'll get more on your fyp and i'll get more on my fyp and we can see yeah what... i i will actually now get to actually enjoy the spoilers and, yes. <laughs> and mentions and stuff yes. yeah interesting interesting and dana is the interesting one and sh- she is technically or she presents herself as black-scaled. 
But she's actually she's green. Like that. But she's actually green, but she's actually gold. Yes. So, oh, so she disguised. So, would you say she disguised herself as a feather tail? No, she started gold. Um, and now I think maybe all feather tails maybe start gold. Um, okay, until they yeah, mature. Yeah. And then she was hiding her green scales as black. Ah, okay. But she wanted so to t- be like ten. Really wrong, but I yeah, she wanted to be ten. That's so cute. I don't care what he says. She is his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and Sigail's daughter. Although we didn't get much communication with Sigail in this book, though, which is well, disappointing. I think because they were separated, mostly. Yeah. And I also, again, didn't appreciate the lack of Colonel Atos. Mm. Where the fuck did he weasel his way out? Because he was so significant in the first part because he's like, War games, what happened? I cannot actually accuse you of anything. I'm going to try and kill you every second I get. And then suddenly, second part, he's gone. Like, wh- where the fuck did he go? Uh, too many characters also in this book i don't like another quick qualm another quick qualm will be in a scene can be battle brief it could be them walking across the fields of um, arisha whatever the fuck people will be talking and then another character will pipe up and it's like oh sawyer said this or someone said that it's like since when were you well this is like when nadine died and i was like who the fuck is nadine (laughs) 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 oh however same with the dragons yeah i forget whose dragons is who I want to meet the Emperor. Yeah. I want to meet the big boy dragons. Yeah. Um, I did like when, this is back in part one though, when Violet was getting tortured and Zayden <laughs> saved her. And she's like, you came. And then Riddick is like, that's what she said. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, Riddick. Yeah, Riddick yeah. is like the millennial representation. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I stand by what I said. I don't care about Riddick and Sawyer. <gasps> like, they, they just have the core four element. I don't care. I feel sorry for Sawyer now because one, he has a huge crush on Jacinia. And he's lost his leg. It's like a very Peter Malark. Um, Oh, I liked early in the part two because Violet was technically still angry at Zayden. He's like, why are you mad at me for? I'm trying to protect you. And then she's like, because you're trying to be like Dane. Mm. And like, what a throw Mm -hmm. in the face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, I think Dane is Mm redeemed-esque. Maybe he'll get with Rhiannon. Who? Maybe he'll get with Rhiannon. (sighs) No, I don't want Rhiannon compromised like that. (laughs) Rhiannon and Tara will remain the ship that's never seen, but always mentioned. Dane, what do, you, what do we think of Dane? I mean, redemption earned. He technically didn't to mean degree. to. It was an accident. The memories, like he didn't go searching. It was just it just confirmed what he kind of already knew. And yeah, it was an accident. And like, of course, Violet had every right to be angry with him, at him and like not have him near her. So of course, we're not going to find that aspect out until later when they're. Um, what, what was that face? Stretching. Sorry, I have a really sore back. Uh, and like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very interesting cliffhanger. Rip, Mama Sorengale. Yeah. I understand the cliffhanger now. I- <laughs> <laughs> you've been waiting all this time. Yeah. I'm glad that I blew your little mind. Considering you've been teaching me about stuff all week, like I get to present <laughs> you with this information. We're not quite even. That's but- okay. Alrighty, I suppose that is all. Uh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't go through as in kind of in depth. Not even as in I think depth, when but... you have like a book that this is this popular and has this bunch of like a cliffhanger or whatever, like you just gotta focus on the theories, etc. And you gotta focus on like the action sequences and the big yeah. moments. Alright, let's go to the stars. We shall go to the stars that listen. Explain it away, Kenzie. <laughs> For those that don't know, the stars that listen is a segment that we do at the end of the podcast where we find a five star review and a one star review because we want other people's opinions <laughs> and we don't want to end on a bad note, so we do the five stars last. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it at your speed. <laughs> <laughs> or your desired yeah. speed. All right, I'll do my one-star review first. Okay. I got a couple just because they're funny. All right, and we didn't look too far for these. Like, these are pretty mm. recent. I wish the dragon set the author on fire. 
Or better yet, I wish they set me on fire before I wasted 12 hours of my life on 800 pages of utter garbage. First of all, it's 600 pages, you asshole. Second of all, no, that was okay. it for the first one. That was funny. All right, this one star. When six plus one equals seven is one of the big twists, you know you're in for a bad time. I'm still trying to figure out how to write an even slightly coherent review of whatever this was. But in the meantime, I wrote up a plot summary of this overstuffed and yet directionless book. You can read it here on my blog. There's a hyperlink. Uh, there are lots of spoilers, as you might imagine. I didn't read that last part but okay. when I screenshotted. But there we go. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> okay. Mine. Violet somehow had time to shave her coochie while at war. <laughs> hey, hey, you get your bag. Yes. You get your bag. And then <laughs> the other one is one star because I'd rather go through open heart surgery without analgesia rather than read another book written by Rebecca Yaros. Oh, <laughs> it's a bit All harsh. Right. And then I have you go first, but I also have two five stars. Okay, yeah, I have two. I have a bone to pick with this author. This cliffhanger is worse than the last one, but in a good way because it's five stars. Oh yeah. I probably read that wrong, but like it's it's a compliment. All right, and my second five star review. This is the wildest, most insane ride ever. I can't believe she did it once again. I'm bamboozled <laughs> once again. Love that. That's it. All right, mine. All love here. My first five star is nobody talk to me. I'm having a mental breakdown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then just because this is relatable, I got married in July, but these books are still the best things that happened to me all year. <laughs> and I got married in May. And same. <laughs> What does that say about your marriage? <laughs> um, my marriage is fine. <laughs> Thank you very much. I know. <laughs> if you if you just wielded some shadows, you'll be yeah. great. You'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, as always, you can find us on Instagram at letterbox underscore book underscore club. From there, you will find our link tree in our bio, where you will then find us on all the places. Yep. And next week will be Wreck the Halls by Tessa Bailey. We had to rearrange our sketch, so that will be our one and only Christmas book for the year. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons. I'll explain. <laughs> it's a little bit out of whack, but yeah. Anyway. Mm. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye.